Welcome to Wild Tater, the food forest podcast. I'm Charles Hathaway, and today we're going to talk about the highbush cranberry. If you, like me at this time, when as I'm recording this, are approaching Thanksgiving, this could be a very nice one for you to have around because it is a nice substitute for true cranberries. And I will emphasize that the highbush cranberry or highbush American cranberry viburnum trilobum is not a true cranberry. Cranberries are in the blueberry family. They are actually closely related to blueberries, grow in similar uh, settings as blueberries. So they like that acidic, boggy type soil. And uh, this is not that kind of cranberry. It's in a completely different family. It's in the Adoxaceae family, which is the viburnum family, and it uh, is much more related, closely related to other uh, viburnum, such as, as the uh, viburnum adul or squashberry, the uh, Korean spice viburnum, uh, Wentworth viburnum. There's there's several that uh, that are closely related to the American cranberry, or highbush American cranberry, um, but it is not a true cranberry. Having said that, don't uh, assume that it's no good for use as a cranberry, because it absolutely is. Okay, let's get into how it lives. It needs to be in cold hardiness zones 2 through 7. So if you're familiar with the cold hardiness, the USDA cold hardiness zone system what zone two means is that it can withstand cold down to negative 50 degrees fahrenheit or negative 45 degrees celsius and i briefly mentioned that a true cranberry really wants nice acidic soil the highbush cranberry can do soil between 4.5 all the way up to 7.0 some sources even say 7.5 and so basically 4.5 to 7.5, a much wider uh, range of soils that it can put up with. It can put up with some alkaline in its soil. Not too much, but um, you know it can go even above the neutral zone, you might say. As for watering needs, they're kind of average, but it does like water. It prefers consistent, evenly moist, well-drained ground. But once it does get fully established, it will tolerate some drought. These are water-loving plants. Pretty much all the viburnums are. But they, once they get established, they don't require it in great quantities. They just uh, average water. Their blooming season is late spring. Their harvest season, when to get the berries, is fall. Though they can be harvested all the way into winter. Their fruiting age is five years. And here's where things get a little bit funky with uh, the highbush cranberry. It, if you're talking about pollination for fruit. Now, technically, they are self-fertile, but they won't produce much of any fruit at all without an additional variety. And viburnum's a kind of funny. They, uh, you, What I recommend, if you can get a hold of a another highbush cranberry that was grown from seed or yours was grown from seed 
then you know you're going to be okay to mix it with any other one because it is a unique original variety. Uh, but it, otherwise, you're going to need different varieties. I would recommend if you've got to choose one, like if you're placing orders for these and you don't know if uh, the people who who grow the plants that you're ordering are growing them from seed or or as clones, which is probably more likely, especially with a viburnum, um, then I recommend getting a Wentworth viburnum, which is a variety of highbush American cranberry. What that means is that the highbush cranberry had a seed that grew and had, you know, some unique uh, features that made it worth um, putting onto a commercial run and, you know, cloning and so forth. And, and so you get this bush called the Wentworth viburnum um, that is unique from most highbush cranberries. And the thing that's unique about it is its abundance of fruit. It grows a lot of fruit. They're a little bit bigger sometimes than the uh, highbush cranberry, um, but the flavor and uses are exactly the same. So um, if you can only have one, get yourself a Wentworth viburnum because that is a variety of, of highbush cranberry that's known for growing more fruit. If you do have other viburnum, such as an opulus viburnum, that will actually uh, pollinate your your highbush or Wentworth viburnum. We'll talk about Wentworth in a little more detail in some future episode, but you're getting the gist of it from this highbush cranberry, since that is basically what it is. Okay, the uh, size is 8 to 12 feet tall and 10 feet wide, which is, you know, 2.5 to 3.5 by 3 meters. Um, so you're talking about a shrub layer. And this is the taller shrub layer. If it was sitting at the 12-foot zone, even if it said, you know, just 12 feet tall, I would probably label it as an understory um, layer of the food forest. But... Uh, but this, because 8 to 12, 8 is definitely more of a shrub size, and so it, it tends to occupy that shrub layer. Its sun needs, it prefers full sun, but it will do very well in partial shade. Its preferred habitat is a moist woodland or lake edge, where it can have that, you know, continual moisture and so forth, a little bit of shade here and there. It, it kind of likes the shade, uh, but not too much. Again, that fruit thing, if you grow completely in the shade, even if it the plant itself does well, it might not grow much fruit. Its growth rate is medium, generally growing about three feet per year. Its reproductive rate is probably medium, um, and that's mostly done by seed. Though there is a little bit in root rhizomes, that's that's its natural reproductive method is is seed, generally. As for propagation methods, if you want to grow this yourself, or or I should say, if you want to make new ones, clone them basically, um, then rooted cut or cut off a branch and root those cuttings, and you can do that. The, the simplest, most basic way is to cut off a small branch 
and stick it in water and wait for roots to grow out the nodules. Once those roots grow, you plant it in the ground, you've got yourself a new cranberry bush. Um, that said, remember it's a clone, so it's not going to count as a pollinator to your previous one, but you'll have more of it. So if you've already got some pollinators for them, then all the more fruit on each. But as mentioned previously about its natural reproductive methods, you can also grow these by seed, though that will be a little bit harder than the rooting, than rooting the branch cuttings. The average lifespan of a highbush cranberry is about 30 years. Uh, that, that's kind of on the higher end, I gather, but, but they will often live up to 30 years. Okay, so let's get into the food uses for a highbush cranberry. Well, I've, I've kind of covered it. Um, prepare it any way you would prepare a cranberry. Now, um, in making jellies and and so forth that you are going to are going to involve some cooking and so forth it is generally recommended that the seed not be included simply because the seed is the most bitter tasting part of the fruit i can't find anything to suggest that the that the seed is at all dangerous or toxic in any way but it does sound like it, you know once you chew into bite into that it will exude that uh, a bit more of a bitter flavor and the way that people usually deal with this with the highbush cranberry is they will um, take the fresh fruit they will freeze it and then they will thaw it back out and what that does is it um, makes it rather than being a slightly firm you know poppable kind of a, a berry it, it kind of goes a little more limp and in that limp state, it mashes very well. And so they will they will then mash it, you know, mash up a whole bunch of these um, berries, and then they will squeeze them through a cheesecloth, that whole mush that they've done. They squeeze it through a cheesecloth, and that will hold in the seeds and squirt out most everything else except for the seeds and some of the skin. So, um, and, you know, it, depending on how much you really want. You might be able to press it through a, a sifter or something if you want more of the, of the flesh. Um, and that should also keep out the seeds, okay? They're not huge seeds. They're, they're big um, in regards to the fruit, which is already s quite small, but uh, they're also flat. So they don't take up a lot of fruit. They just, um, you know, they're, they're sizable enough. Um, not like a true cranberry where it's a bunch of little teeny seeds inside like a blueberry. Um, so, I mean, if the seeds a worry for you, that's one way to deal with it. Um, so I've, I've seen recipes for cranberry sauce, obviously, cranberry jelly, and even a highbush cranberry pie, which I'm really eager to try someday. Um, I, I think you could probably use these for any of the cranberry meat recipes, uh, you know, if you're if you're cooking um, with cranberries, what calls for cranberries, um, you could use highbush cranberry. Again, if you're concerned about that seed, you may have to stick with the ones that actually do require you to crush them, or in some way, you know, penetrate them. If you're doing them whole, 
you are going to get that seed and it might have a lightly bitter flavor. Um, my guess is it won't be enough to notice, especially if it's all cooked in or whatever, you know, if you're making uh, cranberry orange cookies and you're using highbush cranberries for it. I would just go ahead and try doing it with the seed and all. I, I suspect it'll be just fine. The cooking process will probably reduce some of that bitterness anyway. So, anyway, so uh, if you're a cranberry fan but are in an area with more alkaline soils, this is probably your best alternative. Now, I will say, in the spirit of Thanksgiving and the and cranberry, that I have a suspicion that the Sergeant crab apple would probably make a really good cranberry substitute. Now, of course, you will have to either sift or something to get the seeds out. You could do like I've done and just chop the, you know, four edges off of that little crab apple and uh, and then just, you know, toss the rest back in the garden to hopefully grow yourself another crab apple and then use those um, cuttings, if you will, off of the fruit to make your cranberry sauce. I actually set out to do that one day, ran out of time, set it aside to come back to later, and never did. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of kicking myself for it, but, uh, but those um, Sergeant Crab Apples, which we are going to have another episode about one of these days, it's a great time of year now in November, to go and eat those because they've been through several several uh, freezings and so they have become more mealy in texture they have lost their their all their astringency and their uh, sourness has become more of a, a subtle tartness such that when you bite into one of these and you don't just pop the whole thing in but you bite into it might like you would a tiny apple but um, it tastes like a craisin, you know, a, a, a sweetened, not processed cranberry. That, that's what it tastes like. It's like a craisin, a mild one, but a craisin, which makes me think that they would probably do very well for cranberry sauce. But regardless, we know that the highbush cranberry does great for cranberry recipes. I highly recommend trying it out if you're a cranberry fan. And with that, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you.